1: It's Tuesday, October 26th. Efforts to vaccinate the Latino population in the North County. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. A powerful storm called a bomb cyclone hit the Pacific Northwest and Northern California over the past few days, killing at least two people. The storm caused major flooding and power outages. At the same time, it also brings an end to Northern California's wildfire season. But not so in Southern California. Cal Fire San Diego captain Frank Lococo says the rain we got here on Monday won't be enough to undo the drought's damage.
0: Any moisture we get in this county is, is a great, you know, thing for us, and, and hopefully preventing large-scale, devastating wildfires. Uh, we just need it to be consistent. The reality is, we're still in peak fire season.
1: Gas prices are at a record high in California. Doug Shoop with AAA says gas prices usually take a dip in the fall, but not this year due to the high price of crude
0: oil. And stations uh, here in California must be selling that winter blend fuel, which is cheaper for drivers by November 1st. But even once that winter blend fuel makes it into the marketplace, we may not see as, a, as much of a decrease in the pump prices as we normally would. In San Diego,
1: drivers are paying $1.30 more per gallon today than a year ago. The ports of Long Beach and Los Angeles say they'll start fining companies whose containers linger at the marine terminals. It's part of an effort to speed up the processing of cargo and eliminate a backlog of ships trying to deliver goods. The fines will begin at $100 per container, increasing by $100 per container each day. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. The Latino population was one of the groups hit hardest by COVID-19, but according to a recent report from the San Diego Union-Tribune, Latinos in the North County are behind on vaccinations. KPBS North County reporter Tanya Thorne has more. This is Daisy Merino.
2: She spent her morning going door to door, giving information on COVID vaccines and testing centers. Today we're doing canvassing for uh, vaccination uh, outreach. Merino is one of the coordinators for Poder Popular, or Popular Power. They are a group run by Vista Community Clinic, informing the community of health resources available in North County. Every week, she meets with volunteers in different neighborhoods, to give information on COVID vaccines and local testing centers.
3: Popular leaders have been really fundamental in ensuring that the information that community members receive, you know, is trusted. Um, we always think of them as the trusted messengers of the community. And a lot of the material that we distribute uh, goes through their, uh, let's say, um, kind of, kind of like their approval first.
2: A report by the San Diego Union-Tribune showed that Latinos in North County are falling behind in getting vaccinated. Poder Popular is working to get more Latinos in North County vaccinated. But Merino says some of the Latinos she has encountered are still hesitant over the vaccine.
3: Sometimes the people that we have encountered are open to receive the information. Um, a lot of the times they do have questions uh, regarding you know, some of the myths that they have, they, that they have heard such as infertility, right? This is gonna cause me infertility. I've heard this from a friend. So uh, we always try to have at hand um, a flyer, you know, that breaks down or that debunks some of these myths, myths that they might've heard.
2: The volunteers say they've heard all kinds of myths, have gotten called names or sometimes go ignored. But the group says the insults won't stop them and they will continue their efforts.
1: And that was KPBS North County reporter Tanya Thorne. The nation's leading experts in pediatric health issued a warning recently that the mental health crisis among children has become a national emergency. As KPBS's Alexander Wynn tells us, one child development center in North County is tackling teen mental health with a whole child approach.
4: 18-year-old Juli Maceda is doing research for his high school elective in psychology. Because I've also had some uh, mental health problems, so it kind of relates into what I want to learn. He is on the autism spectrum and has anxiety. Maceda started the Integra program at Integra Child Development Center in Encinitas about a year ago, and he says it has helped him focus and connect more with his peers in the program. Before coming here, he would often have mental breakdowns and not want to go to school. It
5: helped a lot because it allowed us to talk with each other about like what… It allowed us to be more comfortable and we could be vulnerable at times with each other, of like talking about what was personally going on with our lives.
4: Experts on children's mental health says the rate of childhood mental health issues has been rising steadily over the past decade. But the pandemic and racial and social inequity have exacerbated the issue. That's the reason why Marissa Brunel-Fogelman started Integra, which is Latin for whole and complete. Before starting and developing the Integra program, she taught high school English for over a decade. She says the traditional schooling system often doesn't address teens' mental well-being.
5: I feel as though the pandemic really highlighted the emergency that our teens and youth are facing within their mental health, Um, however, Historically, our philosophy has been to address the whole child because we always say that our teens are navigating two worlds, both the external world that we live in and the internal world that they're working to navigate.
4: This is how a typical day at Integra starts, with a mantra. Today's mantra, recognize how my mental strength affects the quality of my life. Brunel Fogelman says the mantra sets the tone for the day and helps students focus on what they want to feel. She says it helps with teens' mental well-being because it helps them understand how powerful the mind is.
5: There's a whole tool, a bunch of tools in our toolbox and different resources we utilize to help get students grounded in mental wellness before they even start their day.
1: And that reporting from KPBS's Alexander Nguyen. Back in January, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services introduced a landmark regulation. It required all hospitals to post prices for every medical procedure they offer. But after 10 months, many hospitals in San Diego and across the country have failed to comply. Source investigative reporter Chloe Wynn has more. If you go to a
4: hospital for a procedure, you'll end up paying a price that was negotiated between the hospital and your health insurance provider. Historically, those prices have been kept private, but the price transparency regulation changes that. Now, hospitals are required to make those prices public. But a new source reviewed an audit done by a private firm that found that the majority of hospitals in San Diego have yet to publish all of their prices. Jim Jesco, founder of Firelight Health, explains why he believes so many hospitals have been slow to comply.
0: If you're selling the same thing, at one price to one party and another price to another party. And here, I mean, a hospital is selling a hip or knee surgery to, uh, you know, to Humana at this price, but to United Healthcare at that price. Uh, You'd rather not have your two customers know what prices you're selling these items for.
4: Jesco says that's because one of them is getting a better deal than the other.
1: And that was iNewsSource investigative reporter Chloe iNews source is an independently funded nonprofit partner of KPBS. In Northern California, one of the largest megafires in state history is now 100 percent contained. NSPR's Andre Bayek reports
5: fire officials reported full containment of the Dixie Fire Sunday evening. The fire burned nearly 1 million acres and destroyed more than 1,300 buildings, devastating the community of Greenville on its way to becoming the second largest wildfire in state history. Michael Davis is a public information officer on the fire. He says officials have been conservative about reporting increases in containment levels, wanting to be confident the fire doesn't flare up and cause a hazard.
2: The incident commander and and, uh, his team had determined that with the, with the current rains and, and the weather that's coming in, that there was uh, no longer any reasonable threat of the fire escaping uh, containment.
5: Davis says heavy fuel, such as large trees, can continue to burn even after being doused with water. He says people may see smoke rise from the interior of the fire zone once the area dries out in the coming week. Personnel are expected to remain in the area repairing bulldozer lines and doing other suppression repair work before winter sets in.
1: And that was NSPR's Andre Bayek. Coming up, we'll meet San Diego Unified School Board's first ever voting student representative.
5: I get to speak as a board member, but in the end, 95% of my experiences are formed right here on my campus.
1: That's next, just after the break. For the moment, a proposal to lower the age of San Diego Unified's COVID-19 vaccination mandate is on hold. The proposal came from one of the district's high school students, who also happens to be a voting member of the school board. KPBS education reporter M.G. Perez introduces us to this young man, who's on a mission to make sure student voices are heard.
5: Did he actually work with his father,
6: or was that an indirect connection?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a great question.
6: Zachary Patterson is a student who likes to ask lots of questions. On this day, the questions come in Ms. Huzar's English Literature class at University City High School. Zachary is a senior, and like many of his classmates preparing for graduation, he's stressed. I'm in AP classes. I'm a student that's working hard, but hands
5: down, you know, it takes a toll on my mental health. It does take a toll on me being able to do this. I guess I do it because I love it.
6: He's not just talking about class assignments. Zachary has another love.
1: Raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, state your name.
6: I, Zachary Patterson. In June, he was sworn in for a second term as the student member of the San Diego Unified School District Board of Education. Cindy Martin, the former superintendent and current U.S. Deputy Secretary of Education, did the honor online. Zachary says she's one of his mentors.
5: I would love to be able to go to D.C., maybe work uh, in the Department of Education with my old superintendent, my good friend, Cindy Martin. I think that would be an incredible opportunity and experience.
6: For now, he's committed to serve the more than 100,000 students in the San Diego District. He is the first-ever student board member, a position he started campaigning for in seventh grade. With the help of others, he created a student advisory board first, before being elected to the school board in 2019. I get to
5: speak as a board member, but in the end, 95% of my experiences are formed right here on my campus in talking to students in that relationship that I have, not as a board member to constituent, but as student to student, as peer to peer.
6: What's the program they use? Is it like Raz Kids? Yeah, but... we, we're using Raz Kids. Uh... Is there a program for En Español? Zachary is fluent in Spanish, which was helpful on a tour of the Longfellow K-8 Dual Language Immersion Program. The tour is where he collects information and concerns from students and administrators to take back to the school board. Along with campus tours, there are press conferences too.
5: If we get vaccinated, if we stay strong, we send a message that we believe in science.
6: A month ago, Zachary was the board member who proposed lowering the age of the COVID vaccination mandate for students as young as 12 years old, following the science and lead of the Los Angeles and Oakland school districts. He is also responsible for creation of a student bill of rights and leading the effort to add a mental health curriculum for students. Zachary says competing on his high school cross-country team helps his mental health, along with meditation. I always see Zachary as a student first. Mike Badetes is the new principal of University City High School, who first met Zachary on a Zoom call and noticed his leadership skills beaming through the screen right away.
1: I'm amazed by his ability to navigate the way he does uh, between the adult world and then come back to school and just be a kid. But he does it with ease. He does it like a seasoned veteran.
6: He won't be a teacher, but wants to study education policy and how he can improve it. He's already made his mark according to school board president richard barrera everyone who
4: runs for this office in the future
6: and serves in this office
4: in the future is uh, gonna have now is confidence um
6: from your example zachary closed his remarks after being sworn in with this statement
5: we deserve an education system that is for the students and by the students and I promise that I'm going to spend every day that I serve in the sport of education and beyond
6: fighting for just that. That is something no one questions.
1: And that was reporting from KPBS education reporter M.G. Perez.